All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bywords podcast. It's been a while, but I'm so glad to be back. And I'm super excited about this episode because today we have Brenna from Soul Things podcast. She is amazing. And we're going to be talking about vulnerability. And I just, we were just talking before we hit record about just how timely I feel this message is. I know that she's done so much work sharing this message through her own podcast and ministries, but I'm just excited to have her here because what she has to share is so impactful. So Brenna, before we get started, will you just kind of give an introduction of who you are and what you do? Yeah. Well, thanks Hannah for having me on. Like I was just telling Hannah, this is actually my first podcast that I'm on that I'm not interviewing. So I'm thrilled to, and so honored to be on this podcast. So thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like she said, my name is Brenna. I'm the host of soul things podcast that I launched last year. Um, and it's a podcast where we talk about the hard spaces that we go through, particularly in our twenties or young adulthood, um, and just challenges that we wrestle with. And yeah, I live in Chicago, Illinois. I work for a counseling nonprofit. I'm going back to school to be a therapist. So eventually I want my podcast to kind of take a more mental health direction, but for now we're just kind of talking through all of our struggles, man. I love that so much. And honestly, I wish that I would have had that as a resource when I was younger, like I'm still in my twenties, but man, in those first early twenties years and coming into adulthood, like I just, I love that you're having those conversations and talking about all of those topics because we just need more of that. So I'm just excited to dive in because really this, this, some, this is something where I feel like people are starting to be more curious and open to having these harder conversations, maybe just realizing more of a need that we have to be talking about these things, but I guess, would you just start by telling us a little of your own story and what got you to this point of even wanting to start your podcast and facilitating all these kind of conversations? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm even going to be kind of vulnerable in sharing this story because I feel like I've mentioned when I first put out my introduction for soul things kind of, you know, I was talking with my friend, we wanted to start a podcast. I kind of kept it pretty brief, but the real kind of like story of why I started this, um, does kind of, you know, trace back to even like before I was in my twenties, like, um, you know, just to kind of give you a brief uh, background, I grew up in church. I was super involved in the Christian community. I mean, I did everything from VBS to Awana. You could like, if it was at church, I was doing it. I pretty much was at like one of those kids that went to church like five days a week and just did. <laughs> like that was my community. Like I loved it. Um, and my like my family like loves the Lord. Like super blessed to be exposed to the gospel. Super young. Um, but I think with that and something that, um, you know, looking back, I was able to see there is kind of like a target on your back with the enemy to attack people at such a young age, like you're super vulnerable. Um, and if you are being exposed to the powerful truth of the gospel, like the enemy is going to come after you. And I think we all experience that. So like in my story, um, probably around the time I was like junior high, maybe early high school, I had a real um, addiction problem. And I thought that I was the only one who struggled with this Mm -hmm. in terms of like being a female. So not to get into too much detail, but I like, you know, I got like a smartphone pretty young too. And like, I was just exposed to a lot of information and access to a lot of things that I don't think I was ready to know how to handle or my family or anyone. Mm. And I quickly became addicted to this technology and all of the negative things that can come with that. And, you know, social media was on the rise at that time. And so I like became addicted to a lot of things that just were not healthy. And 
I think, um, you know, that carried on for a good like 10 years of my life, like into my young adult, adult, adult years and especially hit a peak in college. So I went to um, a small um, Bible school in Chicago um, and I was going to be um, a teacher. And that was when my addiction was at its worst. And I was so ashamed and I was mm. so embarrassed. And I thought I was the only female going through this. And there was a lot of like, issues going on with like my family and like friendships. And so I was just constantly turning to this thing and I didn't know how to stop. And I was too afraid to tell anyone because I felt like if anyone knew they would never look at me the same, Mm -hmm. but the amazing thing is, and I can talk about this more as we get into the podcast, like as I started opening up and I told, this is so crazy, Hannah. So I was going through this, probably the worst was like my sophomore year of college. So I was at Moody And me and my college roommate were like growing apart. Like we used to be really good friends, but we were both going through these really hard times and we had no idea because we weren't telling each other. And then a year later we reconnected kind of after we had a falling out. And she was the first person I told, I was like, listen, like, I'm so sorry for how things went down with us. I was going through this horrible addiction and I didn't know who to tell or whatever. So I opened up to her and she literally told me she was going through the exact same struggle. And we both just sat there and we're like, oh my gosh, this whole time, you know, we lost a whole year because we were just so afraid to like share that, like, you know, what we were going through. And then, so that sort of carried on into college, just like struggling with different things. And I was like, man, between 18 to 23, so many things had happened in my life from like addiction to family trauma to like all these things. And I was like talking with my friend who helped me sort of, you know, start this podcast. I was like, man, I feel like there's this story of like, yeah, like your twenties is like this big party. You get to explore, kind of figure out yourself, try new things. And to a certain extent, that's true. Like you do have freedom and you, maybe you don't have as much responsibility, but people also go through really hard things that often can be carried over. I mean, including your story, Hannah, from when you're younger and like kind of how it builds up into this, you know, I'm an adult. How do I deal with all this yeah. stuff that I had when I was younger? Right. Um, and so I wanted to create a platform where people could talk about their stories as comfortable as they want to be able to share and as much as they want to be able to share. And it's cool. It's cool. The other cool thing I like about doing soul things is like, I'll have people in their thirties or forties on the show who can sort of look back and be like, I know you're here now, but this is what it can look like in the future. So it's kind of this spectrum of people that I have on the show, but yeah, it's sort of like, um, the reason I started that was just to have those conversations and just to be vulnerable because I think through that comes healing, you know, totally. I love that so much. And you're so right. Like you touched on so many powerful things in there. Number one, there's just a target on our back when we, it's when we are growing, when we're getting exposed to more knowledge of who God is and just all of the good that comes from that, like, obviously there's a counterattack, and especially with the rise of social media and all of these other voices and pressures that we feel at such a young age, like there is just a bombardment of <laughs> so many things that are just, you know, it's the shame, it's the fear, it's the comparison and all these things that are just wrapping us up in this trap and it's just crazy. And and like you said, I've experienced that so many times where it's like, I don't want to tell anybody because I'm afraid or because I feel ashamed, but pretty much every time, the second that I do open up, I hear, oh my gosh, I've been there too, or me too. I'm also struggling with that. And it's like, why do we let ourselves be talked into the lies that we are the only one that mm-hmm. people won't understand? Like the crazy thing to me is 
is I just, I have to remind myself, like the enemy's tricks are not new. He's Mm -hmm. literally been doing the same exact things since the beginning of time. He doesn't have anything new, but we still are convinced that nobody will get it. Nobody will understand when really we're all struggling with different things. And even if it isn't the same exact thing, like we all can relate to feeling afraid or ashamed or just insecure about those things. And so I do feel like vulnerability is hard and scary and risky as it is sometimes can be the exact healing that we need, like the little breakthrough that we need to be able to move forward and start overcoming like the addictions and the, all the things that we get tangled up in. And it's just so, it's so wild. Like, I know it's easier said than done. Like being vulnerable is hard and this scary, but man, it is so powerful. And it's an incredible tool against that. Um, all of those, those tricks and lies and all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent. Yeah. I was, yeah. Cause I was even thinking about like, okay, like we use this term a lot, like vulnerability, like what even is that, you know, right. like, why, like, and I was like thinking through this of like, it's like exposure. It's like, mm-hmm. you're opening yourself up to be potentially hurt, to be judged, to potentially not be received because we live in a fallen, broken, sinful world. Like we're not guaranteed, like every person we tell is going to be like, yeah, like here's some (laughs) words of wisdom or me too. You know, it's like, sometimes it's like real, like those fears. Yeah. Like sometimes that does happen because people are, you know, broken, unfortunately, but yeah, like when I think of what even is vulnerability? I, when I start to open up and share, yeah, it's like this idea of exposure Mm. to potential hurt or to potential healing. And it's like, are you willing to like take that step to like walk into the freedom that God wants you to have? Or are you going to let like the fear of man, you know, kind of rule over you? Right. That was something I wrestled with, especially when I was talking about my addiction with my roommate, I was like, we know each other so well, except on this like next level, like hidden dark secrets that like if she really knew that about me like we would probably even be further apart in our friendship than I felt like we already were mm-hmm. when the ironic thing was it's like the us holding in those secrets was what was driving us apart hmm. you know instead of the exposure yeah that's a really good way to look at I think you're so right and especially there have been so many times in my life where I've been afraid to open up to people and I really just box myself in. Like, I think it's safer to keep myself, you know, like putting walls up and, um, hiding that stuff away. But as much as it protects me, it also keeps me from the potential love and healing and acceptance of others. And like, that's just, what's so powerful about vulnerability and sharing our testimonies. It's just, it it can be painful, like exposure. It can feel so raw and just like it's, it is scary and it's risky, but it's just amazing to me, like what happens when we take that risk, even if people don't understand, like I've found that anything we even let God into anything we open up about, like shame loses its foothold. Like when we're open about it and we put it in the light, like shame can't live there anymore. So I think even taking a step further and saying like, regardless of how people respond, it has power because Mm -hmm. it does something for us that we aren't able to experience when we're hiding and keeping it to ourselves. Like we can't carry it all by ourselves. And so even just opening up to God and coming to him, like that, if that removes a lot of the pain and the fear and the shame that comes along with it too. Yeah. That's so good, Hannah. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious to hear your perspective because I know you've talked to a lot of people and heard so many stories and it just, you've watched vulnerability do its thing like over and over again. So I'm curious how you've seen the connection between vulnerability and actually living out our purpose. 
Yeah, um, it's kind of tying into something you just mentioned of it, it, it helps you become a healthier version of yourself. Mm. And I think that is key in living out your purpose. I mean, even like it, like in like, for example, in my story, like in James 5, 16, it talks about like, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Like even in the scriptures, we see that of like talking about your struggle, talking about this sin, talking about your story. And I've seen that, like, I, I feel it sometimes it's even palpable, like when I'm interviewing people and I'm hearing their stories and we're talking about, and sometimes like when people are even sharing their stories, they're still in it. Like, it's not like, all right, like this was the past. Now here it's like, they're still being whatever. Like I'm still like Mm. in this or I'm still struggling. Um, and I think that there's like power in that too, because it's just so raw and it's so honest, but they are moving towards that health. Like even them just speaking those things, I've like felt like, oh my gosh, yeah, because you know, I'll either say me too, or other people who are listening to the podcast will share about that as well. So yeah, I think that's like super important. Um and a super key component into living into your purpose is becoming a healthier version of yourself. And that happens through actually talking about your story. Um, and yeah, and I just think that also just like draws you closer to other people, like just Mm -hmm. kind of basically what we've been saying, because it's just a point, another like point of connection, and I think God gives us this beautiful gift of community and like, yeah, like beautiful community comes with that honesty. And so I think that also helps you live out into your purpose because we don't live out into our purpose on our own. Like we do that in community. We do that yeah. with the church, like our friends. And then I will also just notice that it draws you closer to God. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, like being vulnerable with God too. Like when I look at the prayers of like David or Jeremiah or people like the way they talked to God of like where, like they weren't fake, like they weren't fake to God. And I think that is a good first step too. And being like, okay, Lord, like this is what I'm going through. I need you to give me the strength to be able to share this with my brothers and sisters. Um, but also like, it just affirms like your identity too, because I think Mm if you are so afraid of what man's going to think, I think there that's showing that you're like, okay, my value is tied to their response or my value is tied to what they're going to think of me. When in reality, if you bring it to the Lord first, you're affirmed and reminded that your value is found in his love and, and who he has made you to be. So that really is foundational for living out your purpose is knowing those truths. And that comes through being vulnerable. Man, that's so good. I'm so glad you said that because I really do think that's foundational. Like mm-hmm. when we keep all of it in, it's so easy for that to just become the default setting. And like the only thing that we think about, and then of course that just grows and it becomes like this little internal identity crisis. Cause it's like, I just don't know. And, and, and when we keep it all inside, it just becomes very confusing and heavy, but even just bringing it to the Lord, like you said, it just, it gives him a chance to identify what is true and what's not true. And it helps us to grow in that identity. Like you said, and that's just, just such a beautiful exchange. I love that. And I think it's so powerful and something that I've even thought about through the past few years of even sharing my own story is that I used to have this mindset of almost like self-diagnosing before I could present myself to God. It's like, okay, I want to know exactly what I'm asking for and like what I need and what I should be praying before I tell God what I need. It's like, he already knows, like, I don't need to figure out the root cause of my insecurities or my problems or my pain before I come to him, because coming to him is actually probably how I'll figure that out. You know, like when we come to him and we just lay it out on the table, we put it all out at his feet. Like 
he brings so much clarity and healing and peace. And then I've just experienced that he will bring up things that need to be surfaced and dealt with, like when we're ready to deal with them. And it's just so much better that way. Cause I feel overwhelmed when I have to try to figure out all my issues. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about processing through it and finding the root of your issues. You know, like I go to counseling and that's a big piece of what I do and it helps me, but I'm just saying like, for me, I found in my relationship with God, at least, or even coming to other people when I'm still in the process, like I don't have to have it figured out. Like I don't have to have some concise summary of like, all right, here's the perfect presentation of like what I'm going through. And I know I'm fine, but like, you know, like making it feel like I have to have it perfect or figured out before I can share, like, that's just such a lie. And I feel like letting people in when we're in the process is so much more powerful. And when we share from the process, that's been a big lesson I've learned the past few months is that's just, that's where most people are at any given time anyway. So we can help each other. And like you said, healing and growing in community, that's just a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the scripture is like, talks about pouring your heart out before the Lord. And I think like, that's kind of like what you're saying. It's like, we don't need to create this pre-packaged like I prepped this print, like, this is what I'm going to say to the Lord. It's like, just like pouring it out to him because his yoke is easy as burden. It's light. And we do, we are not meant uh, to carry that alone. And so I'm always a big proponent of Jesus and counseling. Like you're saying, yes, <laughs> yes, I totally agree. I think there's so much power in both. Like, yes, go through the process and yes, like open up before it's perfect because mm -hmm. that's, that's so, so, so true. I love that so much. So what are some things that you've seen that keep people from being vulnerable? I mean, I know we've touched on a few already, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, this is such a good question. I think there's so many things <laughs> I kind of tried to nail it down to a few, but honestly, I think one of the biggest ones is fear and that fear is tied to a lot of things. And I think at the root of it is like a fear of man, a fear of mm. their response, a fear of rejection. And a lot of times that can be tied to either something that's just in our head or maybe something that actually happened to us. Maybe we were vulnerable before. Maybe we did try to share something mm -hmm. and it was like, oh my gosh, like they, they didn't meet this with what I needed at that time, especially if we're younger. And if we tried to share something with a friend, sometimes it didn't go well or like, yeah, like sometimes I think about it, like even being in like a relationship at a young age too, like if you were broken up with or rejected, like trying to open up your heart to somebody else in that area of your life is really hard right. because you're afraid, like you are afraid, uh, like there is like a fear of man there. And then there's also this aspect of fear. And we, you know, touched on this is like, if people because we work so hard to push certain aspects of who we are so deep down that we don't even want to acknowledge ourselves because we don't, we don't love that part of ourselves. We don't love that. And we we're so disgusted by that. And then we attach that to our identity. Like we are our struggle. We are what has happened to us, which is yeah. not true. And that's what the enemy feeds into us. Right. So then it creates this fear of like, oh my gosh, if I tell so-and-so this struggle that I have, or this happened to me, they're going to think about me the way that I think about me, mm. like, which isn't good. Like the, like I'm thinking negative thoughts about myself. I'm thinking I'm disgusting. I'm, I'm unlovable. I'm, you know, whatever. And that's the response we think we're going to be met with. And so that fear really can paralyze us. It really does uh, freeze us from stepping into that freedom that, you know, God wants for us. Mm. And yeah, I just think that that's like a huge thing. And then another thing can be like pride as well. Cause I think I'm a three on the Enneagram. So I'm super like image conscious and I want to like create this like 
version of myself, which is exacerbated by social media. And, you know, obviously today is yeah. like, people can create whatever version of themselves they want to this perfected, beautiful, like healthy, like wonderful person when everyone is just like broken and struggling and perfection right. isn't relatable, all this stuff. So sometimes it's a pride thing too, of like, yeah, like I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm, you know, do whatever. Like, I don't, like, I don't need to be humble enough to like share my story. So there's that other aspect of it, because I think the danger with that one too, is when we are, um, working so hard to like hide our true self, even our closest community, people, we say that love us and know us well, if we're not being open and uh, vulnerable about those spaces, when they come to us to think, I love you, I care about you, they're complimenting us, they're like doing all these things, we almost can't even receive that because wow. we're like, oh, but they just know this like curated version of me. Like that's why they're saying those nice things. So it's even harder yeah. for us to like step into that community because we are so fearful or so prideful, whatever the reason is, um, to like receive that love, you know, whether it's from God or the community, it's because, oh, well, they love this fake version of me. So let me just keep creating this instead of like, no, let me be honest with you so I can receive that love, you know? Yeah. That's so true. I've seen that a lot as well. And even experienced that, like I've, I've done both ends of the spectrum myself. And the crazy thing is, I feel like whenever I've gotten to a point or, or even seen in other people, like they get to a point where they're struggling so bad that they finally just have to open up. It's sometimes shocking. And people are like, I had no idea that you were struggling. I wish I would have known I would have been there for you. And and that was one of the things that I always think of, like when people ask me about my story and when I started opening up to my family, it's like, man, I just, I didn't tell them. I felt like I couldn't, I didn't want to let them down. I was almost like comfortable in my pain and didn't want to change it. Like there's just all these excuses that go through your head. But like at the end of the day, that people who love you, they, they want to be there. They want to help you. But a lot of the times they just don't even know, especially when you are that kind of person where it's just, no, I'm fine. It's fine. It's all fine. And it really can end up hurting you in the end when you've gotten to a point where you just, you really are desperate for help and just, you don't know who to go to and nobody really knows that you're struggling and they don't know how to be there for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you overcome that? Like, how do we get past all of that scary stuff and just open up? Do you have any like practical ways that we can practice that in our lives? Man. Yeah. Honestly, the biggest thing that helped me, like when I was talking about my addiction to my roommate, and like for the sake of this example, I remember I was praying to God. I was like, I was honest with him first. I came to him and it was so funny. Like, I, like I can hide my sin from God or something, or I can hide my, right. Like he knew this whole time, but like me actually coming before him and being like, giving it to him first, being vulnerable to him first and being like, listen, like, I struggle with this so much and I need you to give me the strength to get through this. And one of the tools that he uses that through is through confession of sin to, you know, your neighbor and stuff like mm. that. So I think the big thing that we need to like take a step for is like, bring it to God, like pray, be honest with him. And he will be faithful and giving you the strength to talk about this to other mm. people. And I would say like, you know, you don't need to be sharing your life story with like, you know, every person you walk by. Right. right. But I think, um, you know, that person that you feel like, Hey, like I want to, like, this is a good friend. This is somebody I know loves the Lord. They're going to like, uh, they're there for me. They love me. Let me, you know, start off small, I think is another practical thing. Like you just starting to share some of your story to that, like your inner circle. 
Um, I mean, I think Jesus kind of modeled that in his life, right? Like he had his 12 disciples, like there's the crowd, then he had his 12 followers and then he had his three, like Mm. in that. So he kind of had his inner circle of people that he would like be more vulnerable with and stuff. And I think that's an example that we can follow of like bringing it to God, starting off small, like just, and then like, that's when the healing starts. It doesn't have to be this like one and done thing. It's a gradual, um, thing that can happen. So that was huge for me is just telling my roommate. And then I started like sharing with a couple of other close friends who I knew I felt more safe with. Like there was still that fear, right? There's still that struggle. It's not like I came to them hundred percent like ready. I think there's still this like courage that comes that the Lord mm. again, provides the strength for, because he wants to see you healed. He wants to see you flourishing. Yes. So he will be faithful and giving you that strength. So have faith that the Lord will honor your desire to do that as much as you're afraid. Um, you know, as much as you might have some pride issue, like God is stronger than that. And he, you know, a testament in Hannah's life and my life to give us the courage to share these stories. Like he can do that for you as well. Yeah, totally. I I love that. And it's exactly right. I've experienced that in my life through sharing my story. Like I didn't just open up to the whole world, you know, like that wasn't my first step in the process. It was years and, and months and lots of time spent journaling and just honestly pouring my heart out to God and just getting it all out. Like, I feel like sometimes there's this, I can just feel like clogged whenever I am not sharing with God. And it's like, Oh, I just need to go and just get it all out on the table. And then I feel like this peace and this rest where I'm not carrying it anymore. I've finally surrendered it and let it go. And, and then it came to me just asking, okay, God, I I know that I need help. So who are some safe people in my life? Just, I mean, just praying, God, show me the right people at the right time. Give me an opportunity and conversation to open up. Like, like you said, he cares about that. He wants us to have community. He doesn't want us to be going through our struggles alone. So he will absolutely provide people and the right time for us to open up and then give us the courage and the strength as we are obedient, just to take the first step. And it just builds, it just grows from there. Exactly. Like you said, and it is so, so freeing. And I think one of the coolest things about being vulnerable is that it, it really is like a ripple effect, you know, like when we are just willing to take that first step and be courageous to share with someone, just open up a little bit, like it gives them the freedom to do the same. And then your relationship grows and then community grows. And it's just, it creates this place where shame and fear can no longer live and thrive because you have people around you who are championing you on and cheering for you and encouraging you and checking on you and just loving you through the process and not expecting you to have it all together. Like it's just so freeing. And I love that about vulnerability. Yeah. I think isolation is such a tool of the enemy. And so even us just like talking about community here and like sharing our stories, whether that community could even be virtual, right? Like, you know, people who start podcasts and like, you know, we might not be super close with everybody who's hearing our story, but we don't know the impact. Like we don't always know the impact that our vulnerability and our stories are going to have on the people like listening. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that ripple effect because I think it's just, I picture like light pushing back the darkness. Like that's what it is. Like, yeah, this isn't a 50, 50 battle, right? Like the battle's already one. So let's walk in that victory together. You know? Yes, totally. I love that visual. I remember when I was starting to open up about my story and just like some of the deep and heavy stuff that I was going through. And I just remember like one of my teachers or counselor or something was just saying darkness. There's, there's no power. Like darkness isn't a source of power. It's just the absence of it. And so light always overtakes it. When we open up 
the darkness always has to go. Like there's nothing left when we open up. That's so amazing. Mm, it's good, Hannah. It's good. Man. So, okay. Do you think, I'm curious to ask this too, because I know there may be some people just like really feeling hesitant about this whole vulnerability thing. And I get it, but just for some peace of mind, would you say that there's ever like a wrong time to open up? Yeah, I found this question so interesting and probably one of the harder ones for me to answer. But you know, what's funny is I am since my time of like confession of like that's like addiction and like that freedom that I started feeling, I kind of grew the last few years of like, oh my gosh, like I love this, like walking in this freedom. I want to share more about like, so then I sort of started to become this oversharer in a lot of ways, <laughs> which I think is a real thing. Like, okay, maybe like, I don't need to be telling like Joe down the street, my entire life story. I mean, I think there's instances, yes, if the spirit's leading you, you feel like, hey, this person needs to hear this now that's kind of different but I think sometimes it's like yeah I'm just I just want to like keep sharing this and I think I can talk about this um you know in a second but like the purpose of vulnerability not just being like for ourselves right like um and I think just like kind of checking your intention there, you know, because oh, sometimes I definitely like was like, yeah, like I just want to like feel this like thing. Yeah, like like we've been saying, vulnerability does produce this this freedom. But sometimes I think we also need to like be aware of, but there's also this beautiful thing of like, like Jesus was vulnerable, like, you know, stepping into our humanity and ultimately like being ridiculed, humiliated, and like hanging on that cross. Like that's a vulnerable thing. And that vulnerability was for the sake of us and for the sake of others and for the benefit of others. And I think we need to continue to have that mindset as well as like vulnerability is also this tool to like benefit other people. So maybe sometimes we should check our heart of like, at least this is me talking about myself of like, yeah, I just want to like share with everybody so I can feel like known and I can be friends with everybody. Cause that's also the extrovert in me. And it's like, oh, but there is kind of wisdom in like how much you share with certain people. And like we were saying with your inner circle and stuff. So I think it's okay to not share your entire life story with every single person you encounter. Um, because it's not always going to be like, you know, met with that like care and community because that person might not really be in your life. Or maybe this person like is a like is kind of toxic for, toxic for you in your life. And maybe it isn't wise to be vulnerable to them because you know, like it's going to not be met with what you need and it could mm. make you want to shrink back even more and not be vulnerable. So kind of like read your, read yourself, read the people around you and try to like ask the Lord for discernment. I think it's going to be like a case by case basis sort of thing, but that's sort of my, my story, I would say. Yeah. I think that's really good because there are times when vulnerability looks different. Like it doesn't always look like sharing your story with everyone all the time. Like who knows, it could be years from now and you're in a conversation with someone and you get an opportunity to be the one that says, Oh, me too. I went through that and share some encouragement. Like it can look so different. And, and I do think, like you said, using wisdom because it can be overwhelming for some people sometimes, and it can maybe hurt more than it helps or add confusion rather than something that brings clarity and peace. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good point because I know I was thinking through that and I was like, man, I don't know. I really do think it is case by case, but just when I feel like when we are taking it to God, like you said, like he, when we give him permission to use our story, the way he wants to, like, he really will, like, he'll bring it up at the perfect time to reach the exact person who needs to hear it. And it could be something years from now, or someone we don't even know has heard our story and it's impacted them in a way that we can't even imagine. But just because we've let God 
do what he wants to do with it. Like it can go so, so much farther. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So in final thoughts, is there anything that you'd want to say to the woman who's just really struggling right now to open up or struggling with this idea of vulnerability, or maybe is struggling, but isn't sure like who or how to even open up? Yeah. Yeah. I want to start off by saying you're not alone in feeling that. I want you to know that like the purpose of me sharing my story, Hannah sharing her story, that first hurdle that you kind of need to get over, like we have sort of, you know, been through this healing process and we've been vulnerable. Like, you know, this has been years of like healing and stuff. So it's like, it's really hard. So I just don't want you to think like, oh, they're talking about their story so easily. And like, you know, they share it's like, well, like it's been some time, but that, you know, at the beginning, it is really hard. So I, I want to affirm your, uh, your feelings and your, and your fear of like, yeah, okay, this isn't like an, an easy thing to do by any means. So you're not alone in that. But I also just want to encourage you to take that step of faith and believe who you are in the Lord and the freedom that he's calling you into, you know, and a beautiful way that we step into that freedom is being vulnerable. Find that friend that you feel safe with and close with and share. Maybe if it's just like what you don't even have to share the entire thing. Maybe it's one aspect you're comfortable with sharing, like slowly um, work at the pace that you feel like comfortable and you're going to see that healing. You're going to see, um, the Lord using your story to not, like we were saying, not even just impact you, but maybe your friend is going through that exact same thing. You have no idea, um, the power that your story can hold. Um, and so choose to be that vessel for the Lord where he can use his healing and grace to touch, um, the lives of the people that you probably love the most and feel the closest to. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Brenna. I'm so glad that you were here. And I just love everything that you're doing through your own life and story and through your podcast. It is just amazing to see. So will you just tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you from here? Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's soul underscore things, underscore podcast. It's a lot of underscores. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. I have a link on my Instagram page. So you can also find it that way. I have new episodes every Friday. My season two is starting March 18th. So next week, I'm super excited to have a whole other batch of stories, vulnerable, uh, life struggles, that we're all going through and it is really healing listening to these stories so if you are struggling with vulnerability this could be a great uh, platform to listen to and, and to process through and to build the courage to share your own story with others yes absolutely you guys I cannot recommend enough so go and connect with Brenna listen to her podcast because there are so many more awesome amazing things coming from her I just know it well thank you so much Brenna for being here this has been so so good Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I am so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, remember, I'm cheering you on.